don't even have time to go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, brush my hair. I just don't feel like this is what it's supposed to feel like. But you know, having them smile every single day, I'd do anything to see those kids smile. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of B3 Boss Babies and Thoughts. While I talk about all things motherhood, entrepreneurial, and how to have fun with everything in between. I'm your host, Jessica with a Y, and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. So make sure to grab your favorite cocktail, sit back, relax, and unwind. Let's have some fun. Hey ladies, and welcome to another episode of B3 Boss Babies and Bottles with me, your host, Jessica with a Y. I always do things sing-songy. I'm not even sure why. Today, I want to talk about the baby blues. This is such a hard topic because it's not even a topic that I necessarily thought I would ever do a episode on. But then the more I talk to other moms, the more I realize this is something that's not talked about enough, even though... I feel like slowly but surely things are getting more normalized for women. It's just, it's still not there. And I think I was one of those people that I expected to not have the baby blues. And yet I was, I did, I got them. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I think some days, you know, I just feel like we should just talk about it more and it should be a little bit more normalized. So, you know, I had such a great pregnancy, like legitimately such a great pregnancy. I didn't even, I I did nothing. Like I didn't feel a thing. I, if I got nauseous, it was very little. It wasn't even a lot. I was able to eat almost everything. I would say, you know, anytime people would ask me like, oh, how are you feeling? How's this? How's that? I'm like, nah, I'm great. This is perfect. I don't know why people complain about pregnancy. <laughs> I worked out until the last minute too, you know, I think until week 34. And I think then my doc, that's when we moved too. And we had a pretty tough weekend, obviously moving and the whole thing. And my doctor that week was like, um, you need to lay down if you really want to hold in these kids for a few more weeks. And I was like, cool, no problem. I'll lay down now. I am moved. I will sit with my feet up. <laughs> no problem. But I had, like I said, like a really, really great pregnancy. Only at the end was it a little bit tough, but it was tough in the sense where it was uncomfortable because I was so big that my husband had to <clears throat> kind of push me off the bed at night, specifically <laughs> when I had to go to the bathroom, which was all the time. So I would literally like kind of tap him and he would like push my back and roll me over so that I could get out because obviously I had no core at that point so but pregnancy was great and then my delivery was kind of blah 30 something hours I tried to deliver naturally didn't happen so c-section it was painless pretty easy at least for me I know people have terrible c-sections I actually had a really great c-section my doctor was absolutely amazing I have almost absolutely not a scar like if I look at it and I'm just like, can't believe two babies came out of there because it doesn't look like absolutely anything, which is great. Totally recommend my OB. And then after when the babies were born, I was literally just so busy between feeding Ariela and Alejandro and us jumping back and forth between our room and the NICU and trying to rest in between. I was just busy and I, I don't think I really thought about too, too much. But then we got home with first Ariela and we were still busy trying to get to the hospital half the day myself and half the day my husband for Alejandro that... When we got home, it still didn't even hit me probably till about a week after. And people kept asking me, like, again, I have both these kids in my house. We had almost no help because of COVID. We had very little help. I mean, my, my husband's mom and my mom and, you know, just like a few people randomly. 
around the times that they could with everything going on. So we had we had we had some help, but not not as much as we probably would have had had it been you know not COVID. And so people kept asking me like, "Aren't you in love? Isn't this a love like no other? And isn't it great to be a mom?" And I'm just sitting there. And because all I did was sit on my couch, by the way, which was the most the, the, the most terrible thing I could have ever done. But I just sat on my couch and I could see from my couch, it faces out to my backyard. And we had just moved into this gorgeous house. I had this pool and I couldn't. And I'm like looking at it every single day. It's beautiful days. And, you know, it's the summer and I'm looking at it. and I'm like, I can't even get in. I can't even go outside. I don't even have time to go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, brush my hair. I showered, thankfully you know, every single day, actually. And I, I, I can't even say it. Most new, some new moms don't even shower every day. I got to shower every day. So I really can't talk bad about that one. My husband always made sure that I showered every day. Uh, it definitely helps to shower every day. I will say that. But I mean, I had almost no time for anything. I would sit on that couch all day, every day. I would feed one kid for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, I would nurse them. Then the other, the other one, 20 minutes, I would nurse them. Then I would pump because that's what they told me to do for another 20 minutes. So there goes, you know, I know it sounds like an hour, but it was always a little bit more than an hour. Then I would have to do whatever the case I would have to do with the kids. May I burp them? May I change them? May we, you know, play with them a little bit because they're awake for a few seconds, especially when they're, you know, newborns. And then I would have to put them down or, you know, whatever the case might be. Then finally, when I was done with everything, it was basically time to start feeding them over again because my kids ate every three hours. So, and it's three hours from the start time. So it's not three hours from when you finish, three hours from the starting. So I was just so overwhelmed and so busy with not enough help. And people kept asking me, aren't you in love? And I was just like, in my head, I'm like, uh, you know. You know, and I wouldn't say anything bad. I'm pretty sure, like, if somebody asked me, I would have been like, yeah, of course. You know, I love them. They're super cute. You know, whatever. But I don't know if I really actually felt that way at the at first. And, you know, my husband was actually the one to notice because he was the one that was like, why do you always say, you know, like, he was loving this, by the way. Like, the kids were born and he, he loved it. And I was, my chest hurt so much from breastfeeding and from being engorged that, I couldn't lay the babies on my chest to do that beautiful skin to skin connecting moments that all these people talk about. I couldn't get that. It was so hard for me to feel comfortable with having anything on my chest, really, for that matter. But laying one of the babies on my chest and my husband really got to enjoy that, which was really great for him because he feels so connected and the babies feel so connected to him. So I'm, I'm super happy about it. But I didn't get to get that because of all the swelling and the pain and the mastitis and all that stuff that I was feeling. So it was just really hard and I wanted to cry. I did cry. I cried a lot, a lot because I'm just like, I just don't feel like this is what it's supposed to feel like. I don't like it. And instead of people again asking you about you, they're asking you about your babies and the few people who would ask me about me, you know, can I be like, can I, can I look at them really and be like, well, you know, I'm not really liking it. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's something that people really expect you to say. So, you know, when people kept asking me, I'm in, I'm in love. Isn't this a different kind of love? Like no other I didn't really feel that at first. It took me really a while to feel like that. And I wasn't sure if I was even meant to be a mom for a while. I was like, well, maybe this wasn't for me. And and it was so weird for me because I would say that and then I'd be like, but this is what I always kind of wanted, you know? So I was very conflicted in my thoughts as well. And with everything just being so hard and, and running on absolutely no sleep, it's really easy to fall into those baby blues. And again, I don't really feel like it's talked about enough. I wouldn't say I went into a full-blown depression, but I could easily see 
how that could happen because at least for me having twins, it was a complete hormonal imbalance, completely hormonal imbalance. But because I had such a great pregnancy, I just didn't expect it. I don't know, for whatever reason, I thought I would be immune to it. You know, again, great pregnancy. I was like, oh, I'll have a great postpartum. You know, I don't need to worry about it. But I didn't, you know, you do feel that way. You do feel a little kind of out of sorts and a little bit crazy and just like, you're not really sure what's happening and you're kind of just doing and doing and doing and doing. And you're wondering when the days are going to change, you know? And, and even now, sometimes with my kids being almost five months, I sometimes wonder like, when is this going to change? Like, when does it change? And then I think back and I'm like, well, it's changed so much already from when they were quote unquote brand new. Um, my kids were brand new to the way they are now. And, you know, and there's still days where I take them. There's days that I can take them day by day. And then there's days where I have to take my day hour by hour, you know, every day is completely different. And and having two does make things obviously doubly different. And that's not a word, but you know, I don't want to say it's double as hard because I don't know what it's like to have one kid. So I can't tell you, but I can't tell you what it's like to have two and it's it's really busy and it's really busy all the time. And I remember feeling the way I was feeling and my husband, I sent him actually to do a daddy boot camp class. Yes, they have those where they teach him everything. It's like one full long day of a bunch of just random first time dads in this class when it's a dad who actually teaches the classes. So it's kind of funny, at least from what he told me, I didn't get to go, obviously. They showed him one of the things that they did with the dads was show them how to deal with the moms when they had, you know, a postpartum depression or the baby blues or whatever, so that they could know what the signs were and know how to help us. And uh, that was something that I, again, didn't think he was going to need, but I'm so glad he didn't know because he's the one who pointed them out to me. And he's the one when we went to our OB for a checkup at some point in time, you know, he told my OB and my OB being a man, you know, he was like, yeah, I don't understand. One of the things I swear to God that my OB said was, yeah, I don't know why women keep doing this. And I was like, first of all, sir, you're an OB. Second of all, you make money off of women, quote unquote, doing this. Okay. Don't forget that. And number three, your wife had her fifth kid the day before I had my twins. Don't forget that. My OB was literally in the hospital the day that I was trying to give birth with his wife who was giving birth, who wasn't supposed to give birth till Saturday, but she got in early and I got late, you know, like I was supposed to give birth on the third and she on the sixth. And so I ended up giving birth on the fourth and her on the third. It was crazy. So my OB was literally there the whole time I was attempting this delivery, um, which was kind of funny. And then in our recovery room, like our, not our recovery rooms, like the, the rooms that you stay in the few days after you give birth, cause you have a recovery room after directly after giving birth, but the other room, he was right next to me, him, his wife, <laughs> they were literally in the room right next to us. Um, so yeah, that was a really crazy, but funny, um, story. But besides for that, I'm like, sir, your wife just had her fifth kid. Like, how can you say, I don't know why women keep doing this? Like, those are three very important reasons, you know, or three things that I just, I felt like I had to point out to him. And he just laughed and kind of kept going and talking to my husband as if they were just men. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. But either way, my OB did point out to me, he didn't prescribe me anything, but he just made it feel like this was a normal thing that women go through. And it's much more normal than we'd like to always say. And I apologize for the background noise. As usual, I am outside recording because, you know, it's really noisy inside my house (laughs) with kids. Uh, He didn't prescribe me anything, but, you know, he made me feel like it was normal and that it would get better. 
And then I realized that that's exactly what it was and that I was dealing with a hormonal imbalance. And when in my head I deal with a hormonal imbalance, like when I know something's happening, I feel like I can deal with it a little bit better, you know? So, so sorry guys, my neighbor's dog, his name is Coco. Yes, his name is Coco. And he is not a small dog. He does not look or act like a Coco. When I realized like that I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going through. This is why I'm feeling like this. I feel like I can handle those things better. And I was just like, I just had twins. Obviously I had a hormonal imbalance. Obviously I'm gonna be going through some stuff for the next few weeks. And so again, it just helped me kind of deal with it a little bit better. So I really liked that a lot. And I also read this one article. And again, you guys know I'm the reader. I read everything. So I read this article about this mom one time who felt exactly the same way I felt. And she said that she didn't feel like she connected with her son. I think it was like until months later where she said like her son had gotten sick and then somebody was trying to step in and do something. And that's where all of a sudden she kind of felt like she had to take control and then she felt this this love for her son. And, it, and again, it took her a few months to feel that way. And then I was like, okay, so if she got through it, I will definitely get through it. And, and really things started to get a lot better for me around week eight, you know, so before the kids even hit two months. And I remember being like, oh, wow, okay, this is better. And I had to call in some reinforcements. You know, I called in my aunt, and my grandma. I know it was COVID and it was crazy, but I was like, if you guys are being careful, if you can please, you know, quarantine and then come and just help me. And, and they did. And, you know, having that little bit more, like that little bit of help and that little bit of support and just talking to a normal person throughout the day versus, you know, my kids and my husband just made things a little bit better for me as well. So that's, I feel like where things started to turn a corner for me. And I felt like I was a normal person again and that I could love my kids and that I did love my kids and I was just dealing with a little bit of stuff at that time. And so, and my kid's pediatrician also, she's absolutely amazing. She also had twins. Her twins are in high school now, so they're much older. One of the things that she told me when she saw me, you know, struggling was that she goes, I never breastfed my kids and they're perfectly fine. And I, she's like, I had to go to work directly after having them, three weeks after having them, and I just couldn't. And that was the best. That was the that was the decision that we made together as a family, and that's what I thought was best for my family at the time. And and I don't regret a minute of it. And I and I don't know. It's just her here, just hearing that, and just kind of relieve some pressure for me. Just hearing other women's experiences, and it just calmed me down so much, you know. And and like I said, things really did start to get better, and I felt like the other side of it. And you know, now I look at my children and I just want to cry because I'm like, they're so big. I miss when they were little. And then I'm in my head, I'm like, am I crazy? I must be crazy because I totally <laughs> hated those first few weeks. I had this super crazy hormonal imbalance where I thought like something was completely wrong with me. But for whatever reason, I think as women, there's something inside of us that makes us forget like all about the delivery and all about those first few weeks and all about sleep deprivation so that we can have more children. I'm not sure what it is inside us, but I'm pretty sure it exists, guys, because I already, with my kids not even being five months old, almost being five months old, forgot my 30 plus hours of delivery, the struggle. I don't remember it. Like, I kind of remember it. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, haha, that was hard. I remember when my water broke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember when I first got my first contractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I don't really remember like, I don't really remember the pain. That's crazy. You know, why does why does our brain do that? But anyways, our brain does a lot of crazy things. And I think just 
realizing first what's happening and just handling it whatever way makes you feel good is super important. Just knowing that these things are common and these things happen and just like none of us are immune to it. Not even me, <laughs> you know, and, and baby blues and postpartum depression is, is a thing and it's okay. And there's other people that have gone through it and other women that will continue to go through it. And it maybe it happened in your first pregnancy and it won't happen in your second or vice versa and never happened to you and now it did. And I don't know, I've heard just so many crazy stories and guys, it's just part of it. And I started losing my hair because, you know, your hair just gets so beautiful during pregnancy and directly after. And then all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah, it's not fun. That part's not fun. But, you know, having my kids is fun. Having them smile every single day. I do anything to see those kids smile. I'll jump around on one leg, you know, like rubbing my belly, patting my head kind of thing just to see them smile. So the baby blues are real. Postpartum depression is real. And I wish all of you ladies to know that if you're going through or have gone through it, you know about it. And if you're going through it, then you know that it is going to be okay. There is another side and I'm here for you. And there's a bunch of other women that are here for you. So I love you, babes. Thank you much, so much for joining me on this day uh, on our episode of B3, Boss Babies in Bottles. I'll see you girls on the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at ebjevents and at canal.twins. I promise you, something's always happening.